Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. And if you have your Bible with you this morning, I want to jump right into the Word. I want to invite you to turn with me to Luke's Gospel, the first chapter. Uh, Luke, Luke chapter 1, and we are going to be uh, kicking off a series of Christmas messages. Um, just so thankful um, to be here to celebrate with you all. And what a reason. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So, um, as you're turning in your spot there, I want you to, um, I want you to consider life for just a few minutes. I want you to contemplate life. I want you to think about things in your life. And I don't want you necessarily to, to think about uh, the laundry list of things that are waiting for you in the week to come. Um, I want you to think about the, the dreams, the desires, the, the passions, the things that are resident in you that, you know, as, as yet have found expression from you or through you. And uh, they're just kind of what we would call pent up, okay? Um, you know, I'm talking specifically about the person that God's calling you to be. Um, I know that what you are right now, I trust that who you are and what you are right now is the product of God's call in your life thus far. But I also know that there are places because the word says the just shall walk by faith. That means that regardless of where you are in your journey of faith, that there's going to be some place beyond that point that God is calling you further still, right? Because at the point everything becomes sight, then we're no longer walking by faith. So what I'm saying to you today is this, there's always more. There's always more of what God wants you to be. Maybe, maybe today you're thinking as you're processing, you're going through some different things. Maybe you heard the announcement earlier about how we need people to serve. Maybe right now you're thinking about ways that God is calling you to serve. Maybe you're, you're thinking about ways, as you heard earlier, that God may be asking you to give. Maybe you're thinking about individuals that God may be asking you to reach out to in love. Maybe, maybe you are getting a sense from the Holy Spirit that there's a, a new level of faith that he's prompting you to exercise and to walk in. And as we're talking about these things, reflecting on them, maybe as I'm speaking to you this morning, you can readily identify with things in your life and you know exactly what God's desire is for you moving forward. Maybe you're here today and your situation's a little different. Maybe you're, you would be hesitant to say that you've heard from God. Some of you can say, oh, I've heard from God, I know exactly what it is. Maybe today you're here and it's different for you and you'd say, you know, I'm a little hesitant to say that I've heard from God, but there's something that keeps persisting in your thoughts Right now it seems like a wild idea and it's far outside of what you've ever estimated your capabilities to be. But at the end of the day, you know that the thing that you're thinking about, the thing that is, that is, is in your heart, if it were to find expression in your life, you know that it would bless other people, that it would bring glory and honor to the name of Jesus. Can I tell you today that's probably not such a wild idea? 
That's probably not such a wild idea, and the root of it has nothing to do with personal gain, but a simple desire to give yourself in service to others. And if that is the case, then there's a good chance that you're wrestling with the call of God over your lives, whether you've recognized it or not. If you're here today and and you're a guest or perhaps you've been to church for a long time, this, this still doesn't exempt you from the fact that God has a plan for your life and my life and it's high time that we all just surrender in complete abandon and say, God, here am I. Here am I, send me, here am I, use me. Or as we're going to read in the text today that we would just simply surrender in the presence of the Lord and say, God, be it unto me. Be it unto me, as as you've said. Whatever the case is, I want you to begin to think about that thing that you desire in your heart to do that's not really of yourself. It's outside of yourself. Number two, I want you to agree with me in this house today that we would let God be God. And, and, And what I mean by that is that as people around us begin to express some recognition of God's call on their lives that we would not second guess. That we wouldn't judge, that we wouldn't say, ah, fat chance. Let me tell you something, Moses was a fat chance. Joseph was a fat chance. All through the lineage of great heroes of faith, we see these fat chance moments coming to fruition as God gets a hold of a life and with what seems like impossibilities does the miraculous. So uh, that's where I want us to be. And and let's just, just realize that God does have a plan for each of us regardless of how we've yielded to his leadership in the past. All All year long we've been talking about going deeper. And this is a message about going deeper. This is a message about next level faith. This is a message about growing in God's calling and God's purpose and God's design for your life. And and I believe that the Lord's house should be a place where we can grow together in the things of the Lord. We can express our vulnerabilities to a certain degree, to the degree that it's prudent. Not everything is, is just right to just throw out there, but you understand what I'm saying. Um, but it's, it's a place where we can share with one another our dreams and visions and hold one another accountable without fear of judgment. Number three, I want you to be aware that at the end of this message, we're going to offer you an opportunity to come forward and to receive prayer and, and for God's anointing over your life and ministry. So I want you to be aware of that so that, you know, as I'm speaking to you for the next little bit, because I, I have every... One of my spiritual gifts is suspicion. And, and I have every suspicion in the world that there are some of you right now that, that even the introduction of this message has already resonated in you, that there's, there's been a drawing of the Holy Spirit and a call of God that you've been reluctant to this point to, to kind of yield to or, or to rise up to and you've been dismissive of yourself in that call, thinking certainly that God has, has selected the wrong person or maybe made some kind of mistake, and you'll be praying for whoever it is that God might want to do what it is. 
So the honest truth is you don't even need to hear the remainder of the message because I've already read your mail here in the opening of this, of this word this morning. So what I want you to spend the next little bit doing, certainly if you can receive from this word, I want you to, but I want you to spend the balance of this time going ahead and making up in your mind right now that you're going to be a part of that prayer regardless of what the person next to you does. Go ahead and, and put to rest the insecurities that would hinder you from receiving from the Lord today. Now, if I were to guess, and I'm a fairly good guesser too, if I were to guess, I would say that there are people under the sound of my voice today that have held things in their heart for many, many years. I'd further say that some of those same people have felt incompetent, incapable, and ill-equipped to launch out and be or do the thing that you have felt led to be or do for so long. And I'll go as far as to say that not only have you felt insecure, you may have even felt foolish at some times. I remember, I remember that the, the way that the Lord moved in my life to lead me into pastoral ministry, you've got to understand that uh, the person that you're looking at today is like polar opposite of the person that you would have seen 25, six years ago-ish. Um, because I'm telling you that like pastoral ministry was not on my radar at all. Not at all. And, and, but God began to work and God began to move in my life and I began to experience these times that people would come to me with words of wisdom, word of knowledge and, and just begin to share and, and they were confirming things that God was already dealing with in my heart and once they would walk away, some of my friends around me would look at me and say, what was that about? And I'm, I don't know. The truth of the matter is I, I just lied standing right there in church because I did know what it was about I knew exactly what it was about because I knew what God was calling and the way the Spirit of the Lord was drawing me I just felt so foolish in like letting it come out of my mouth because I, I didn't you know I couldn't hardly see it myself and I didn't think anybody else would see it either so you know I'm just saying today that maybe maybe you have a sense and, and when I'm talking about this I'm not talking about pastoral ministry I'm not talking about mission missions work on the foreign field I'm talking about God calling you to be something that generations of family before you have never been I'm talking about God calling you into a new realm in the spirit that you've never walked I'm talking about God moving you from glory to glory in new expressions of faith that you've never seen yourself walking in before maybe maybe even in the marketplace for you to have a, a new boldness in your witness for you to be uh, uh, brave and be be bold and forward in in your work for the kingdom and making yourself available to to serve the body of Christ so there, there are many reasons and arguments that we can find within ourselves, our own wisdom and reasoning that would make it hard for us to look at the calling of God and declare, Lord, let it be unto me. Be it unto me. And I want to share with you again this morning this passage from the Christmas narrative, and we're going to take a look uh, at a moment in the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And it's going to be her response to learning God's plan that he has for her life 
and, and reasoning with God why these things might not be the most, why she might not be the most likely candidate for the job and, and hearing God's solution for the problem. And it's, it's my prayer that you leave this house today encouraged to say and respond in kind with Mary today for the draw and the nudge of the Holy Spirit in your own life. Now, the text, turn with me please, uh, Luke chapter 1, and let's read together beginning in verse 26. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb, and you will bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him uh, the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, who is your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing is impossible. And then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now there are a few key points that I want to touch on here between Mary and this messenger of the Lord this morning. And I pray that it is a, an encouragement to you as you are finding your footing of faith today. When God re begins to reveal his plan to us, he can do so in very diverse ways. Uh, sometimes he speaks through our experiences in life to impress a calling upon us. Sometimes God simply just deals with our hearts and he speaks directly to us in a small, still voice and begins to open up our minds and our hearts to, to things that he has in store for us. Uh, sometimes God will speak through a prophet to inform us of our uh, our calling or confirm in us I should say his calling he spoke to Moses through a burning bush he speaks to Mary here through an angelic messenger and upon being greeted by this messenger the Bible clearly describes Mary as being troubled it's, you know kind of hey what's what's going on here why is this messenger speaking to me in this manner why am, am I being greeted here in this way? And, and oftentimes when God begins to deal with our hearts, he begins to speak to us about things that, again, are so far removed from anything that we had imagined ourselves to ever be or at least something that we've ever felt ourselves qualified to be. We've, we've dismissed ourselves of it, said, ah, that's a thing for somebody else, that's, you know, that's something for somebody else. How many of you have uh, uh, spiritual heroes and giants in your life that have influenced you? And, and you look on at the lives of those individuals and you say, man, I could never be 
that person. And here's the, here's the thing that you really need to grab hold of today, and I want you to understand this in the simplicity of the message is this, that you know most of the time for us, those, those people, those heroes of the faith are from a preceding generation. Are you with me? Okay, so as the passage of time goes, the preceding generation then passes on to glory. And it's, it's your call, it's your place in life and in the world that, that God has for you that you become the spiritual figure, the, the hero of the faith to the generation that's behind. So what I'm, what I'm saying to you today, church, it may be just as simple as you saying yes to the Lord to become that next powerful intercessor. It may be just the call of the Lord for you to become that next spiritual role model, that person of great faith who's not all the time shaken and, and just bothered by everything but stands in a firm stance of faith and says, no, God is on our side and if God is for us, who can stand against us? And just to be that man or woman of God God that so impresses and inspires faith in the next generation. Now, Mary, Mary had no doubt heard that there was going to be a Messiah born into the world. I mean, this was a prophecy that by the time of, of Mary's lifetime it was four to five hundred years old. Um, matter of fact, older than that, I'm sorry, because this is the prophet Isaiah. There have been 400 years of prophetic silence between the end of the New Testament and these angelic announcements. So we're looking maybe 700 years that, that it had been being said that there was a Messiah that was coming. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus, right? Um, so we, we read some of that text just last week. But, but in that hearing that there had been, and, and we're here every week, and we hear. We hear that God is wanting to do amazing things through his people, right? You've heard that, right? God wants, God wants ordinary, or what the world classifies or categorizes as ordinary men and women of God to stand up in faith and see God move in extraordinary ways through your life and do incredible things. We've all heard that word, right? And, and like Mary, maybe we've all heard that word, but we've never imagined ourselves to be that person who would in fact bring God's blessing into the world. How many of you ever felt impressed to do something, to say something, to be something, to give something, and with that impression you also felt or knew that maybe there were a hundred other people that should have been chosen to do what God is calling you to do? And you could stand there and list them off and say, well, Lord, you should have asked so-and-so because they have a gift of this, that, and another thing. And for this thing, you should have asked this person because they are far more talented at that than I am. I don't know why you're dealing with me. You know, and we go through this whole process with God because he's not the source of infinite wisdom, right? <laughs> you know, we just act like we know so much more than, than God does. So... Um, here's the thing, experiencing the call of God can be quite a mix of emotions. It can be a fearful thing, it can be an exciting thing, it can be an anxious time, it can be an awe-striking time, sure enough, to consider that God might actually perform through you something of great significance, and you may feel as though you've won the lottery and received a death sentence all at the same time. 
And Mary had no doubt heard that somebody was going to do it, but she had probably never considered that she was going to be the one. And, and maybe you're here, you've come to church and you've heard all the needs and you've heard all the call and, and the ways and the things that we're supposed to be in Christ, but as yet you've been, not been submissive to that will or to that call because you've never really considered yourself to be that person. I'm telling you that God is not calling you to be that person that you are, but God is calling you to be that person that he has designed and foreordained for you to be. Amen? So, so that's what we need to be aware of. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that, that Mary had never considered that she would be the one who would bring the Messiah in the world. And you say, why is that? I'm going to qualify that for you. Because I don't believe that God would have used someone so vain as to think that they should have been the one. So he found somebody in humility. He found somebody who was, was the unlikely candidate and said, you know what? You're the one. You're the one. And I believe it's easy for most of us to excuse ourselves from anything extraordinary. Just, come on. It's Sunday morning. It was raining outside. It was a little, you know, a little dark and, and dreary and a little, little, little cool. How many of you just got up this morning and said, I'm going to go be extraordinary today. That's, I mean, that's not our M.O. most of the time, is it? No, 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 no. It's, it's easy to excuse ourselves from the dynamic and to simply sink back into our everyday existence with the reasoning that what God has called us to do is just some wild idea of our own. We, we look at ourselves and, and we look at our own lives and we say, how can this be since I've not made the necessary motions to achieve it for, our, for myself? And therein lies the problem. Therein lies the problem that Mary's response to the, to the angelic messenger is the same problem that we grapple with day after day after day. This angelic messenger comes to her and says, Mary, this amazing thing is going to happen in your life. God's going to use you in these dynamic ways. And what is Mary's response? How can this be since I've not made the necessary motions for what you're telling me to be is going to be, is going to be in my life? Did you follow me there? And, and we do that too. We do that in our own little way. You know, obviously we're talking about different things here than a, than a, a, a virgin conception. You know, but we're, we're, looking, we're listening to the call of God. We're hearing God call. And all we're doing is looking inward at the resources and saying, God, I just don't, I just don't know. I don't know because I've not done X, Y, and Z. And I don't think that, I think you maybe missed it here, Lord. How can this be since I was not trained in evangelism? How can this be since I've not always lived a perfect life? How can this be since there are others around me who seem so much more qualified? How can this be since there's nobody in my family who's ever done this? How can this be since there's nobody from my neighborhood who's ever been that kind of person before? I didn't come from a faith-filled people. I didn't grow up in Pentecost. I didn't think, I don't, I don't think I've got enough meal or oil in my house to take care of my own household. I don't think I'm qualified. Some of these same questions perplexed Joseph as well as the angel appeared to him also. Uh, but, but here was the resolve in that, and here's the word of the Lord for you today. 
Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. When we started off this message today, I ask you to think about your life and to think about those yearnings and desires that are there resident in you, things that God is calling you to be, the next steps of faith that God is calling you to take. And I'm here today to encourage you with this word and simply say to you, don't be fearful of that thing because that thing that has been conceived in you is from the Holy Spirit. It's not your own imagination. It's not your own thought process. Let's be honest about it if it's going to be a blessing to everybody else and of no uplifting up building for yourself no gain no advantage to you other than being a blessing to other people that's probably not the fruit of your imagination because at the core of it we're just not that good of people I mean I'm not trying to be harsh but let's just be real Too many people are running around in the church today and they're carrying in their hearts the call of God. They're taking credit for it as if it's the fruit of their own thinking when the fact of the matter is that the good thing that you desire was conceived in your heart by the Holy Spirit. And the sad part of it is is that we exercise stewardship over it as if it was our idea. And the truth is that one day God is going to judge your obedience in accordance with how you responded to his call. And, and what, what has God been touching in your heart? Understand that, that, again, that if it brings glory to his name, it honors him and it serves others, it probably was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid of the calling, but rather rejoice and be glad that God has chosen you, that you are highly favored. How can this be? We've already, we've already argued the fact that we're not qualified. We don't have the right pedigree. We don't possess the positional qualifications. But if you really want to impact the world for the glory of God, it will not be by might. It will not be by power. The word says in Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6 that it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. If you really want to be a difference maker, it's going to be as you are, you are living in the anointing and the presence of the Holy Spirit, and you're operating in the same, and you're allowing God to do extraordinary things in your otherwise ordinary life. I think too often times we just, and this is a side note, it's not in my notes at all, you can, I'm just going to give you this nugget for free. I think too often are the times that, that we, we, we shun and turn from the call of God because it doesn't look exactly like the opportunity we had anticipated that it would. Because it doesn't look like what I'm doing right now we just say, well, you know, that's, that's not really a calling. Because it doesn't look like maybe what our worship team does up here on Sunday morning. Well, I but can I tell you something? There's, there's, there's nobody, the blessing begins in the parking lot. Can I tell you that, that the blessing begins in the cafe? Can I tell you that the blessing is when you have relieved weary hands that have cared for little hearts all week long so that they can come into the sanctuary and be blessed and just absorb and have their own spirit be fed and blessed? 
knowing that someone is there that is loving and praying over and caring for the little folks and and that goes all the way through can i tell you that there are so many opportunities can i tell you that if if people come in and this you're going to say pastor that is taking it just a step too far but i'm i promise you it's not can i tell you that if people come into our church and the first place they visit is our restroom and it smells they won't hear another word that i've said they're just waiting for it to be over so they can leave and never come back again i'm just telling you how incredibly easy it is to serve the lord and to make an eternal impact and too often times we're looking square on at the call of god and we're just dismissing ourselves one one right after the other and just saying you know this is not anything of significance And I'm certainly nobody of significance, and I don't know how God would use me to do this. But I want to tell you something. It's not according to your own abilities, and it's not according to your own strength. But the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and you'll know a strength that overshadows every weakness. You'll know a source that overruns every impossibility. Lord, I've never known a man. It doesn't matter because what is impossible with man is quite possible in the realms of faith, and it is possible with God. God used a man named David to slay a bear and a lion with his bare hands and caused him to defeat a giant in the days of his youth when an army of grown men stood behind him shaking in their boots. God used a man named Moses who gave every excuse he could think of as to why God had made the wrong choice to lead a nation out of captivity. God used a man named Gideon to give flight to the multitude when he had just a handful of those who were willing to fight with him. God defeated an entire Syrian army because people put God, people of God put praise on their front line of offense and throughout history God has used the frail and the unlikely to do exceedingly great things and I believe believe that God is going to raise up men and women in this generation by the strength of the Holy Ghost to do amazing things in this generation and I further believe that you are one stand on your feet and give the Lord praise today because you are one who is highly favored you are one who is blessed of God you are one who bears the call and a holy anointing in your life that God wants to use you and I'm telling you as unlikely as Mary may have thought she was you may be standing here in this place today the same way and you may be wrestling with something right now in your life and you're just you're fearful and you're you're just you're just worked up over it and you don't know and you're trying to figure out lord how can these things be since since and you've listed all your laundry of senses there but i believe today that the spirit of the most high would overshadow you today and that you would leave this place with a brand new a fresh anointing in your life and that God wants to do incredible things in and through you as we launch into this Christmas season it's such a delight to share these successive weeks for you with you just celebrating the birth of our Savior but I want to challenge you in the days that lie ahead just to in the busyness the shuffle the bustle of the season just to contend for the time to just steal away with the Lord and to have him speak into your life 
and hear him call you to the next level. Hear, hear him express to you the next step of faith. The next thing on his agenda for your life. Not the next thing on yours, next thing on his agenda for your life. And make it your prayer and just say, Jesus, use me. In whatever capacity, Jesus, use me. Lord, move powerfully in my life, but Lord, not just in my life that I might contain a blessing, but through my life that I might be a blessing. Be it unto me, Lord, as you've said. And maybe you're here today and, and you're, you're listening to this word, you're processing, and down in your gut right now there's a gnawing, there's a witness of the Holy Spirit right now in this place. And you're thinking about all those things that, that the Lord has impressed upon your heart. Things from which you've excused yourself. Things for which you have tried as best you could to disqualify yourself. But yet the, the call of God persists. And you know that there's a next level for you. you just, maybe, maybe it's undefined for you right now. And, and maybe God's calling you into something that is not as clear as you'd like for it to be. I want to challenge you just to take the next step. Because with each successive step, the vision becomes clearer. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.